The Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. New features like the available Pro Access Tailgate improves access to bed and cargo, including when towing a trailer, so it's easier to load in tight spaces. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro Access Tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully dive deep into Monday Night Raw last night, especially what happened with the Bloodline. Jay and Jimmy Uso and Sami Zayn, and of course, Cody Rhodes, and Cody and John Cena. An eventful Raw, an eventful episode of the Busted Open Podcast. Why are you scratching your feet? I'm not scratching my feet, I'm putting my socks on. Why were your socks off to begin with? Because I didn't finish putting my socks on. So I'm putting them on now. Men don't show their feet. Is that true? I'm a flip-flop guy, so I show my feet summertime. I'm a flip-flop guy. I'm a big flip-flopper. Can of worms and you don't even know it. Disgusting. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you, Bully. Bully, say it again. (laughs) Disgusting. Say it one more time for people in the back. It's Bully talking. Oh, my. This is Bully's wet dream right now. Bully (laughs) Bully talking to Bully. Bully's you co-host. You are a hater. <laughs> Tell him what he is, Bully. You are a hater. Bully, how do we feel about men showing their feet? You are a hater. No, uh, it's disgusting. <laughs> See? See, you don't even agree with yourself. You're arguing with yourself right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're going Greg down the Valentine. Greg, Val- I got to tell you, Greg Valentine, man, that was definitely probably one of the best investments was putting that microphone in Greg Valentine's car as he goes from town to town here in this great country. We're coming back with Panama. David Lee Roth's about to sing, and you're like, back here on Busted Open, Bully Ray. Because we... Uh, it sounds like well, Dreamer's hosting this morning. Well, that's tomorrow. Well, I, but I'm peeling, I'm peeling back the curtain a little bit here because you and I were having not an argument, but a discussion during the break about about Cody and like you're trying to convince me that that was a bit of a force feed that was not a force feed last night you sir are a liar I did nothing to try to convince you all I did was repose the question and I said come on Dave you didn't think that was a force feed last night and what was your answer when we were on the air Three minutes ago, you I asked, asked you me. A, question, wait, hold on. And wait you said second. no. No, wait, wait a second. 
when you posed the question to me, you said, Dave, yes or no? Yes or no? And that, you know, in that tone, yes or no? So I said, you asked me if it was a force feed, and I said no, because I don't think it was a force. Now, was it a little bit maybe over the top because you had two examples of it? Maybe. But it was uh. not a force feed. It was not a force feed because, let me remind you, because you brought, you brought up the example, Bully. You brought the example up of, of Roman and Rock. And I'll, th- I'll throw up another because I let – me, let me rewind a little bit. On, hold go. on. Hold on because I'm passionate about this. You know I'm a big Cody fan. You know this. You know? And that must drive the, the boot liquor. And this must drive like the people who say that I'm like on Tony Khan's payroll nuts. That my favorite wrestler is Cody Rhodes, who left AEW and to go back to the WWE. It is now in the main event at WrestleMania. But I digress. So, bully, you mentioned about uh, Roman and Rock. I'll throw out another one, which I believe is a passing of the torch situation. Because I tweeted on my social media account last night that I took the picture of Cody and Cena at the top of the entrance ramp, and I said passing of the torch. And a lot of people fought me saying, how how could Cena pass the torch to Cody when it's Roman that's holding on to that torch? I don't believe that's so. I believe that it's still Cena, and Cena passed the torch to Cody. That's another discussion. As far as baby face face of the company, I can understand your point of view. Yeah, I mean, Roman's the head of the table. Roman's the champion. Roman's the star. But like what you just said, Bully, is 100% correct. He's not a baby face. And as you know, WWE always used to complete their universe around a babyface champion. I like the fact that Cena did pass the torch last night to Cody Rhodes. But those two situations of Roman and Rock, and I'll throw out uh, Rock and John Cena at WrestleMania 29, go back and watch those two passing of the torch moments. The, The crowd wasn't having it, Bully. The crowd was not having it. Last night... That crowd was on their feet cheering when Cena and Cody were at the top of that entrance ramp. Now, did you need to have Cody come in for the save last night? Maybe, maybe not. But I believe by having Cody come down at the end of that show kind of tied all the loose ends for me and has gotten me ready for the match between Cody and Roman at WrestleMania 39. Personal opinion, I don't think... No, let me take that back. I did not need to see that moment with John versus Cody because it felt forced. All of a sudden, John gets to the top of the ramp and decides. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the American nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Like, what? why did he do that? What was, what was the point? Why was it, if they was that important, why wasn't it done in ring? If I would have saw Cody come out and make the save last night, and that was the only thing I saw from Cody, and it was the last thing that I would have seen of the night, I think it would have resonated with me personally a lot more. Like I said, I'm, I go with the first thing that pops into my head, and then I think about it a little bit. Sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong, but I got that Roman rock feeling, and I was like, ooh, this is not a good feeling to have. Go away, go away, bad feeling, bad feeling. I'm interested to see what some of the nation has to say. And guys, 
please, I beg of you, I'm on my knees begging, don't agree with me for the sake of agreeing with me. Only agree with myself or with Dave, because that's how you passionately felt. You either thought that it was a bit of a force feed or you did not think it was a bit of a force feed. All right, so let me ask you this, Bully, because I thought it was a really good moment. I don't know when you're going to have that moment with Cena and Cody again. If, and you, you just said it at the top of the show, Cody comes out, they have that moment at the top of the entrance ramp, and then they go to break. If they came back from break and Cody was in the ring cutting a promo, talking about WrestleMania, talking about Roman, would you feel a little bit differently? Did it bother you that, like, all right, you have Cody come out and then you go to break and then Cody's gone? Like, if he, if there was a follow-up after the break, would you feel a little bit differently than you do today? I don't have a better suggestion because I don't know the correlation between John Cena and Cody Rhodes. That's why I say force feed. There's no natural magnetism that brings those two acts together, or maybe I'm forgetting something. If it was Randy Orton who brought out Cody, aha, I get it. Because Randy's always talking about Cody and Cody's always talking about Randy. John, it just felt weird. It felt weird to have this Cena and Theory in ring, which was amazing. And then John walks up the ramp, turns around, he says something. And then he gets right near Gorilla and he's about to say something else. He goes, oh, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm sure we can get the audio of it. Paul, Andre, pull it. The audio, I mean. And all he says, ladies and gentlemen, the American nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Cody comes out, shaking of a hand, hugging, whispers something in the ear. Like, what exactly was that for? Was that our was that our visual passing of the torch moment? I think it was. And, and that's why I tweeted what I did last night. I feel like that was the passing of the torch. Because you mentioned bully Randy why? Orton. Because why do we need to see the, why do we need to see somebody have a torch passed to them? I, I just think it's a tip of the cap. I think it is a passing of the torch because you mentioned bully, you mentioned Randy Orton. That moment can't be with Randy Orton because Time Randy out. Orton was I'm sorry, ahead. I don't mean to cut you off. Did John Cena verbally beat the shit out of Austin Theory enough last night where Theory could have blasted Cena in the back of the head? Yes. If, if Theory would have took his championship and blasted Cena and Cody would have come down to make a save, like the val- because Cody was on deck for the next segment, that's why he was at the gorilla position, now I'm on board. Well, and honestly, that idea is a great one because then there's a little bit more of a flow to it why Cody would... But Cody did come out because John... You know, it wasn't like Cody just came out. Like John did say, you know, the nightmare. He said he said the nightmare, American nightmare, Cody Rhodes. I think he forgot the American part at the beginning. But he brought Cody out and then Cody came out. I like your idea a hell of a lot more where he comes in to save John Cena. They have that moment in the ring and they shake hands and there's a little bit of a hug, and that's the passing of the torch, which is a lot more natural. But I think last night was a passing of the torch. I think that was John Cena saying, okay, 
you know what? You have this opportunity against Roman. You have an opportunity to be champion. You're the next great babyface. You're the future of the company. You're the future face of the WWE. That's what that moment said to me last night. Thank you for explaining what I already knew. I want to know if people thought it was a force feed. That's all. I can be completely wrong here. You got well, anybody but, on hold? I'm sure you yes, do. The but, well, phones have been loaded before, 15 yes, minutes look before at the, we went on the you gotta air. Look at the, one of the things you got to do is look at the clock. But, but, but Bully. Yeah, you look at I, <laughs> Those two moments that I talked about, you mentioned uh, Roman and Rock and then Cena and Rock. Again, look at the crowd reactions. The crowd reactions tell you everything. Those crowd reaction from those two moments is like, this is a force feed. Because you know how I know? Because both those moments, the crowd was booing. That crowd last night was not... The crowd that was in Boston last night didn't feel like it was a force feed. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California... And starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, you're probably thinking, what's the catch? Well, there isn't one. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bill, and unexpected overage. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. It's crystal clear, and it doesn't kill my monthly budget. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Negro Leagues Baseball Museum President Bob Kendrick hosts the SiriusXM original podcast, Black Diamonds. The Negro Leagues didn't care what color you were, and they didn't care what gender you were. Can you play? Hear stories of the leagues and legends that shaped sport, culture, and society. That's why the museum is so important. It's like, we are never going to forget you. Episodes of the award-winning Black Diamonds are now available wherever you get your podcasts. We're not talking about balls and strikes. We're talking about your life. This is the best thing that's going on in pro wrestling right now. 
maybe one of the best stories we've seen in years in the WWE. Maybe one of the best stories we've seen in the in the world of pro wrestling in years. This bloodline story has so many layers, so many curves, so many twists, bully, that this is the reason why you have to watch SmackDown every Friday. And now after last night, you have to watch Raw every Monday night because you don't know what's going to happen next. And that was a great job by WWE having that play out last night on Raw instead of Friday night on SmackDown. I just want to do a little comparison here about using any one show to promote another show. When I watch Dynamite, sometimes it feels like an infomercial for Rampage because they just they advertise this is this is the we're going to get this match on on Rampage and this match on Rampage and, and this interview on Rampage as opposed to when I watched Raw last night or when I watched Raw last night Raw, because of the storytelling, made me want to watch SmackDown. And I think heading into WrestleMania, the storytelling that they're going to do on SmackDown is now going to make me want to watch Raw. Thus not, it's a, it's a, it's the difference is one show is almost used as an infomercial where the other show is used as a continuation of a great show that, uh, that is a great story that is being told. And I love the fact that I am looking forward to watching a SmackDown. We always look more forward to SmackDown. For some reason, SmackDown, a much easier show to watch. But I'll be damned if last night wasn't a, a great Raw. The majority of the show w- was great. And now I want to see how they follow it up on Friday night. And after Friday night, I'm sure I'm going to want to see how they follow it up next Monday. Well, but Bully, there's a couple of reasons for that. And I understand what you're saying. First and foremost, it's SmackDown. It's because most of this Roman Reigns story and the Bloodline story has been played out on Friday nights. So, you know, I think that's why a big reason why, like, man, SmackDown's a necessity watch. Now, we watch Raw, too. But, you know, there's sometimes that we come on a Tuesday morning. We're like, what the hell just happened last night? But this is another reason, Bully, why you got to throw the brand split out the window. Please, by all means, just stop it already. Now, if there's going to be certain people or certain championship titles that you only seen defended on one show, I'm okay with that. But, like, let's see a lot of, like, you know, we saw Cody on SmackDown. I like that. We saw Lashley on SmackDown. I like that. I don't see any reason why we need to have this brand split anymore because I think that's another reason, Bully, that, you know, we kind of gravitate towards SmackDown, that most of the biggest stars were on SmackDown as opposed to Monday Night Raw. So if you're going to have one WWE Undisputed Universal Championship, then that needs to be shown on both shows, not just one show over the other. And I believe we have spoke about this in the past. You know how I feel about a brand split. But if we must have a brand split, then at least the men's world heavyweight champion, the women's world heavyweight champion, and the tag team champions should have to cross over yes. onto both shows. U.S. champion can stay on Raw as your Iron, uh, Iron Horse champion. 
Intercontinental can stay on SmackDown as your Iron Horse champion. And there's your happy medium. I don't want to have to, I want to be able to tune into Raw and SmackDown to see my men's world champion and my women's world champion. And you know how I am about the championships. There, there should be one. And I'm still not uh, clear on this. Why is there one men's world champion, but two women's world champions? Yeah, because, well, because storyline-wise, you had that universal, you know, but you know what? At this point, we should do it. We should do it for the women as well. And, you know, and it would just be, it would put, and you know what? Like, you mentioned AEW and about, like, getting more people to watch Rampage storyline-wise as opposed to, like, just saying, hey, we're going to see this matchup. You know, I, I feel like you have somebody like Wardlow who's, super over and super popular right now he's the tnt champion well you know what if you want to see wardlow and he's your tnt champion well you only see him defend that championship on tnt and then maybe that's a maybe that's a way to get people to want to tune into rampage every friday night i think there's things that you can do to make rampage a must watch show other than just like a, a certain promo or a certain match it's all about the follow-up, Dave. It's gonna. The, we saw a very strong pay-per-view from AEW with Revolution. How will they follow it up this Wednesday? The uh, one of the things that we have talked about is the rating there. And over the past six weeks, going back to the to the Jay Briscoe episode, yeah. where people tuned in for the Jay Briscoe episode, where they went over a million. Now, I would love to see people tuning into AEW because of the product they're putting on as opposed to, you know, a tribute show. Obviously, the tribute show uh, was beautifully done. And we all, you know, we we all know how we feel about the the passing uh, of Jay Briscoe. But lots of people tuned in for a tribute show. And then the next week, about 100,000 people tuned out. Yeah. And then the week after that, another 100,000 people tuned out. And then we got the announcement show where they went back over a million. And then the very next week, they dropped back down over 200,000. So these giant spikes in ratings over there are an issue. Hopefully, they follow up Revolution with a great show to get them back on track. And again, like, and I know we talked about this and it's kind of like the ratings question. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole because, you know, that today is not the day for it. They put so much of their stuff on YouTube and that seems to be doing bonker numbers as compared to their weekly shows on, on like, you know, there's, I mean, there's some videos here that got 43 million views, you know, for AEW. But to your point, you just said two words, follow up. Well, you should you that word those two words should be talked about every Thursday after a dynamite and every Saturday after a rampage. God, I I got to watch next week's show for the follow-up. Now, they they gave us a lot on the pay-per-view where, you know what? I have to tune in to dynamite to see what the follow-up is with MJF and Brian Danielson. You know what? Even something that I didn't think was really that strong, but I I'm going to be tuned in to see what the follow-up is is with the women. Like when it comes to Jamie Hayter and Ruby Soho and Britt Baker, I got to tune into Dynamite to see what the follow-up is. We should be saying that every week. We should be saying that like you and I should be coming on 
on a Thursday morning with Tommy saying, man, I can't wait for next week's Dynamite because I have to see what the follow-up is to yada, yada, yada. Because right now the WWE bully is we're saying, God, I got to tune into SmackDown on Friday because I got to see what the follow-up is from what I saw on Raw last night. The type of storytelling the WWE is doing right now has not been done in a long, long time, whether it's in within the WWE or any other wrestling company. And you'll have people out there say, yeah, but they did this story in this company, which lasted, um, you know, three or four months. Hey, what I did with Josh Alexander in Impact Wrestling, very proud of, but it lasted four months. This bloodline story has been going on for a long time. Yes. And when you can keep it up for this long, that is something that will culminate, or at least we think it'll culminate. Right now, to me, it's still a 50-50 bet. You might be the biggest Cody fan in the world, which you are, and you might say, oh, no, Cody's winning, Cody's winning. But the only reason we are saying Cody's winning is because of the, if not Cody, then who? I want to be able to say Cody's winning because Cody is the guy. Now, maybe after the endorsement from John Cena last night, Cody is the guy. We'll see. Yeah, and, and this is where another thing that I wanted to say to our caller Steve last hour that I disagreed with and that is he mentioned about after watching what he saw last night, he doesn't think Cody is beating Roman at WrestleMania. I feel like after what I saw last night, Cody is beating Roman at WrestleMania. Now, like what you said, Bully, who knows? We don't really know. But that moment, that passing of the torch moment, which I feel that it was between Cena and Cody, why would you have that moment if Roman's reign is going to continue after WrestleMania 39. Here's an intangible. Take you behind the curtain a little bit. We are hearing rumblings that Vince is back involved. There were reports last night on social media that Vince was at the show, actually sitting at Gorilla. Who knows? But if Vince is involved, and has any, has any say. Vince has as much say as he wants. Let's just be honest. If Vince has say, the finish of the main event of WrestleMania between Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes could change every day for the next 25 days. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's funny that you mention that because that's kind of the way we watched Monday Night Raw, Bully, right? Kind of like this frantic, like, Why did they do that? Like, that has nothing to do with what we saw the week before. I think a lot of, and and Bully, like, and and you you know Vince McMahon better than anybody that's, that's, you know, on the air right now or listening. Like, you would even have to agree that some of the the booking with Raw was a bit frantic. Like, they, they didn't dot the I's, they didn't cross the T's, they didn't have that line of continuity. With this bloodline story, that's been everything. But like they have, they have dotted the eyes, they have crossed the t's, they have, they have continued that thread of continuity. Like, I think that's why a lot of people, bully, are nervous when they hear the name Vince McMahon. Like, that was all over social media last night that Vince McMahon was on Monday Night Raw, and there was actually pictures that were being posted of him at, at Gorilla last night. 
like a lot of fans are nervous because I feel like they're scared that like everything that we've seen over the last eight months could be tossed away in a moment if Vince McMahon is in charge of creative. If we believe the rumor mill, what two matches is Vince the most involved in right now? I would say probably Lashley and Bray and Omos and Brock Lesnar. You care about either one of those matches at WrestleMania? Not at all. Do you have a morbid curiosity in Omos and Brock? Morbid curiosity, yes. And where does that morbid curiosity lie? For me, it, it lies within one aspect of the match. Just the size of Omos and, you know, like, you know, you're going to see that moment where Brock Lesnar is looking up, kind of like Hulk Hogan looking up to Andre at WrestleMania 3. And for me, it's 10 Brock Lesnar, F5 almost. Yeah. Other than that, I say, I'm saying to myself last night, when I'm thinking about Brock and almost, I'm saying, wow, this is really going to put Brock to the test to see what Brock can come up with. Because whether we see Brock in a Brock five-minute special or a 20-minute match, Brock understands the psychology of a wrestling match. And a, a Brock match is an entertaining match. At least in my eyes, it is. I want to see what he does with almost, but that's about that's my my interest in that match. I, yeah. I'm definitely interested in what they're doing with. I'm interested in Cody and Roman. I'm interested in Charlotte and Rhea. Other than that, right now on paper, I'm not quite sure what I'm really interested in. I just I just got off the thing, but and lastly, and and Bray. Ugh. I'm not. I'm not going to say ugh because I don't want to be dis just be disrespectful to Bray or Bobby, but just there's nothing there for me. That's there's the nothing there for me. It's not disrespectful. It's just that there's no story, and the way that it came about made absolutely no sense. The fact that you know Bray mentioned Lashley's name, it, it, it even goes back to what we saw night, last night with Trish, like. Like Bailey says one thing and it's all right. All right. I'm, I, I want you in a trios match at WrestleMania. Like there was no build towards it. Where was the story? It's just like, all right, we're going to do that. I don't get me started. Cause there were some things that happened last night. As much as there was good, there were some things that were like, man, that looked like it had Vince McMahon's name attached to it. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports. NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. Recapping the biggest moments from Monday Night Raw on Busted Open. Austin Theory versus John Cena. No. I would so much rather be bald than have them pipe in fake crowd noise for my matches because nobody cares. Dude, I can go buy some topic. You still suck. You really are a dumb son of a... I didn't say no because I gave up. I said no to save your ass. You're not ready. Because we don't believe you. You're a generic kid out here in fancy sneakers wearing sunglasses indoors, and you got nothing in here. Because they see what I see, and they see what they see. You are full of crap. Remember this moment. You just made the biggest mistake of your life. At WrestleMania, for the United States Championship. It's going to be Austin Theory versus John Cena. Now back to Busted Open on Sirius XM Fight Nation. Back here on Busted Open, Dave LaGreca, Bully Ray. Let's dive into Austin Theory and John Cena and John Cena's promo from last night. John Cena, obviously, in Boston gets the hero's welcome. Welcome back, John Cena. We're all glad to see you. And he's in the ring with Austin Theory, Bully. And this is kind of the matchup that we predicted was going to happen for WrestleMania 39. But I'm going to go back 12 years ago on this show, Bully, when it was Doug Mortman and I hosting. And we were talking about John Cena. And I want to say it was a story with Damian Sandow, but I could be wrong. And John Cena was just, and there's probably a lot of examples of this, where John Cena just rips the guy. Like just just undresses the guy in the ring in front of the crowd. And I remember having the discussion with Doug and saying like, well, now, now why do I want to see this match? This might be just another example of Super Cena going over. And I, why, why do I want to see that? Like, shouldn't you be putting your opponent over where it's like, all right, now I want to see this? So let me ask you, fast forward to 2023, March 6th. John Cena's in there with Austin Theory. And Andre did a fantastic job of just playing all the insults that John Cena threw at Austin Theory. But let me remind you of a few of them. 
He said to Austin Theory, you're not ready. You're not ready for a match at WrestleMania. When you come to the ring, the WWE actually has to pump in fake crowd noise because you get no reaction. You're a dumb son of a bitch and you suck. Let me ask you, Bully, how does that excite you for a match between Cena and Austin Theory? Well, I want to address the fake crowd noise comment first. I don't think I would have ever said that. I know it's John. He can get away with whatever he wants to get away with. I don't know if that was approved. But I'll be damned if there weren't a few segments last night where there was faked, pumped-in crowd noise. Damage control. I believe there was also fake, pumped-in crowd noise during Sami Zayn's entrance last night. I could be wrong. But I saw a lot of, I heard a lot of cheering and popping and singing along, but I didn't see that in the crowd. We know that they are notorious for pumping in fake booze and fake cheers. Kind of like a band using a backing track, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 like, and, and, and bully, this is not as egregious, but you know, we've talked over the last few weeks about, exposing the business in certain ways. And, you know, we, we brought up a couple examples to the blade, to the ladder. Like to me, that's a little bit of exposing things where it's like, whoa, wait a second. So the WWE pumps in fake crowd noise, you know, there, you know, you and I have talked about, it, but I bet you that there was probably some people that watched that show last night was like, whoa, wait a second. Like, like, so am I, when when Sammy came to the ring, is is that pumped in or is that na- so now people are gonna doubt what they hear on their TV because John Cena just said they pump in fake crowd noise. He, I believe that they opened up a can of worms last night for those people whose can of worms had not been opened yet. Yes. You know it. I know it. There's uh, plenty of savvy wrestling fans who know it, who talk about social media. But the WWE is of the opinion that only 1% of our fan base is actually on social media or something like that. Well, now the the most the one of the biggest baby faces in the history of the company is saying that we pump in crowd noise. Now, are we to assume that he's only referring to Austin Theory when he says that? We know it's not the truth. They do it for plenty others. So I would have stayed away from that. I don't think anybody needs to know about the pumping in of fake crowd noise, whether that's cheers or booze. Now, what else did he say that you want me to break down? He said that you're not ready. I completely disagree because I think Austin Theory at 24, 25 years old is ready. I think Austin Theory is the WWE's version of MJF. Okay. Meaning a young kid with tons of potential, tons of upside. Am I saying that Austin Theory is as good as Max on the microphone? No, but Austin Theory, I believe, is more accomplished in the ring, a better quote-unquote worker than Max is right now, despite the fact that Max did a 
incredible job of going 60 minutes with Brian Danielson. All due credit to Max. We talked about him yes. on the show yesterday. Dedicated the show to him. Blew sm- so much smoke up his ass and buried his mother, by the way. Um, so I think that the WWE has a version of an MJF in Austin Theory. So I don't agree with Cena on that one either. And then the last one, and, you know, it sounds like just the shot, but still, you suck. The same the same chant, you know, that they used to say to, uh, you know, Kurt Angle or Cena sucks. I mean, it's just one of those, you know, just things you say just to get a reaction. But the biggest thing that John said that I disagree with is people don't care about you. Have you cared about Austin Theory? Yes. Do you care enough to dislike, hate, disdain, despise Austin Theory? Yes. I don't agree with a lot of the things that John said in his tearing down of Austin Theory last night. I ser- Last night was very, very one-sided, very Cena-heavy. You know, the, the kid got, Austin got the line in about Cena being bald, but Cena came so strong back over the top. And then along with all of the verbal shots he takes, he ends it with flicking him in the nuts. Insult of all insults. Yeah. And what did Austin Theory do? Nothing. Zero. Nil. Nada. Zilch. So what's the finish at WrestleMania? You have to have Theory beat John Cena at WrestleMania. You have to. That's the only finish there is. Otherwise, you have completely emasculated Austin Theory, a talent that I believe has lots of potential. You know, in in, in scenarios like last night, I'd love to see them. The next time we're going to see Cena is probably at WrestleMania. Maybe we get him for one more Raw or SmackDown. Who knows? But I, I'd love to see Theory get a little something, something in on him. Let's think about, you know, let's think about, you know, Cena and Rock. Remember when Rock came back? Yep. Cena versus Rock. There was a battle on the microphone. And and you know what? I'll say I'll stand by it. I thought Cena won that battle on the microphone with the Rock. That's when Rock had to write down his verbiage on his wrist, right? And he and and Cena brought that up. Maybe at the end of the day, John Cena does that. Maybe John Cena eventually admits a week before, you know, I said all this just to bring the best out of you. I did it for, you know, for your own good or whatever. But then to say, if you lose to me, you know, you're a nobody. And if you beat me, you're still a nobody. Like, how is beating John Cena at WrestleMania make him a nobody? Or I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember. Yeah, the exact, yeah, I know. But Cena painted a picture. Whether you win or whether you lose, you still lose. Sounded like the the girlfriend from you know White Men Can't Jump. Jump. You know, sometimes when you lose, you really win. Sometimes when you win, you really lose. And sometimes when you don't win or lose, you actually tie. Now go get me a <laughs> glass of water. So, like, I, I, I'm not quite sure why they went so heavy on Austin Theory, if not for the end result to be 
Austin Theory beating John Cena clean in the middle with his fit. And you know what? It doesn't have to be clean. You could cheat to win. Just beat John Cena at WrestleMania. Now, I mean, Bully, you know, looking at this, you know, what we're going to see at WrestleMania 39, it is for the United States Championship. You know, is John Cena sticking around after WrestleMania? I'm going to guess probably not. So I can't, I really can't see Austin Theory losing to John Cena at WrestleMania, but stranger things have happened. But that, like you said, that has to be the end result because we we only have three Monday Night Raws before we get to WrestleMania. I don't think we're going to see John Cena on every Monday Night Raw. Like you said, maybe we see him that last Raw. And then maybe there, maybe there, like Theory lays him out before we get to the big match at WrestleMania 39. But man, I mean, Bully, couldn't you have Cena in that scenario last night put over Theory? I mean, couldn't Cena say, you know what, buddy, I've been watching and you've shown me something. And when I was asked to be a part of WrestleMania 39, there was only one person I wanted to be in the ring with, and it was you. Because I see things about you that I saw in myself, you know, 20 years ago. Like, I think I would have liked that story a lot better than what we saw with his promo last night. I thought Cena was going to go in a similar direction as you. And I also thought Cena would go in the direction of when he said no, it was because there's an entire locker room of talent far more deserving than I am at this moment. Put over the locker room and the talent, put over the fact that um, I see a lot of um, myself in you and then have Theory blow him off and blow him off. Like, shut up, you bald old man. Shut up, you washed up has-been. Shut up, you want a Hollywood wannabe who walks in the rock shadow. Let, let Theory come on so heavy that Cena eventually goes, you know what? I said no, but I'm about to change my mind because you're acting like a dick. We didn't get any of that last night. We got the John Cena show who just berated a young heel. He just shit all over him. And the only, I mean, he said no. He said no to theory because of all the things that we just listed. You're not ready. You suck. You know, I mean, for God's sakes, nobody cares about you. They have to pipe in crowd noise because you get no reaction from people. And the only reason, Bully, the only reason why he took that match last night was because he asked the WWE Universe, do you want to see me beat the hell out of Austin Theory at WrestleMania? Everybody goes, yeah. He goes, not for you. Not because you asked me, but because the WWE Universe wants to see it. That's the only reason why I'm going to face you at WrestleMania 39. Hypothetical. That promo doesn't happen in Boston. It happens in Denver, Colorado. And Cena asked the crowd, do you want to see me face Austin Theory? Do we get as strong of a reaction? No. Okay. I think it's like I, I just want I just wanted to throw that out there because yeah, obviously everybody in Boston is gonna be on Cena's side. He's that's his hometown. Yeah. I we're gonna have to see what they do with Austin Theory leading up to WrestleMania, whether they can get him some of his heat back 
because last night, man, he was he had his legs come out cut out from under him. Well, I mean, I mean, he had his balls cut off literally. He he gave him the back of the hand to his to his you know. It rhymes, it word, rhymes with, word rhymes with rock. Like he just did the the whole, you know. Sock. Sl- wait, wait. Mock. <laughs> Ookla the Mock. Remember him? No. Who's that? He was from uh, Ookla the Mock. He was from, uh, was that He-Man? Never was ah, a He-Man guy. Not a He-Man guy. But, but What about a but She-Ra? But Bully, that was the ultimate. In- like he walked off with the ultimate insult. He verbally insulted him. He physically insulted him. He made him seem like an absolute nobody. I mean, I I remember back in the day, Jerry Briscoe telling me, you know, to build up, make your opponent before you beat your opponent. This way you've actually beat somebody that you've made as opposed to a nobody. I don't understand why they went so heavy one-sided last night. I'm sure there's a rhyme and a reason. John Cena is very, very smart. You don't get to the level John Cena has is has been at and could be at any given moment again if he really wanted to, if you weren't extremely savvy and smart in this business. I'm sure he has an end result and a reason for cutting him down. And maybe the reason is I'm making my return here in Boston. Tonight is all about me, but at WrestleMania, I'm putting you over and it'll be all about you. And the last thing that the people will remember is Austin Theory beat John Cena and you will be able to scream that at the top of your lungs forever and a day. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, and again, would have liked a little bit of physicality from Theory instead of him just standing there. But maybe he got caught up in the moment. I want to hear from Austin Theory. Maybe we hear from Austin Theory next week on the microphone. Maybe he has a promo on SmackDown, or or really, it should be Monday Night Raw because he's your United States Champion. But this does have to end with him, with him beating John Cena at WrestleMania 39. And like you said, Bully. Say what you want about John Cena. When it comes to the world of the WWE, he's on the Mount Rushmore. He's on that Mount Rushmore of the greatest performers in the history of that company. And if Austin Theory can beat him at WrestleMania, that's something he's going to say to the day he dies. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. SiriusXM Podcasts. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories. 
Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.